A very well, warm welcome to you, dear listener, to another episode from the R&R Show, a podcast that's about refinement, not retirement. I'm Tony Coe, and on the show with me today is my lovely wife and co-host, Christine. Hi, Chris. Hi. Hey. So, Christine and I have been chatting on this podcast previously about what we've called refinements, uh, that is improvements that we've made in our lives. The intention behind those changes being to improve our lives. But I ended the very last episode by saying to you all that not all perceived refinements turn out to be actual refinements. In fact, sometimes they turn out to be the exact opposite which is fine because, you know, you make course corrections in your lives and obviously sometimes you take a turn which turns out to be positive, sometimes you take a turn which turns out to be negative. Good old saying, live and learn, live and learn. Live and learn, exactly right. So we talked uh, about our escape to the country, we talked about how COVID caused that to happen and you may remember that I said... The, at the time that we decided to move to the country and and, and buy a, a, a property out in a lovely medieval village in the Cotswolds, we also, uh, I also, I should say, I've got to blame myself for this, uh, We, I decided that it would be a great idea to have a narrowboat. And I and actually, Christine, went along with the idea. And uh, it's something that I always had wanted to do. I'd brought up um, our daughters on on narrowboat holidays and loved everything about the UK canal system. I've always loved boats and I thought the idea of having a narrowboat and perhaps even having one moored at the end of our garden if we lived on a canal, I thought that would be just a, a dream for me. And we talked about finding a, a, a possible property uh, near Stratford-upon-Avon in a little village called Rowington, which had a 120-foot uh, canal boat mooring at the bottom of the garden. That all seemed to be ideal. Um, and we decided, we had we talked about it, we decided to have a narrowboat built. And what we want to share with you is is all about our sort of quite brief narrowboat experience a lot you know, since we we've had we had a narrowboat and we had it for only a year about a year and uh we, we went into it being wildly enthusiastic and excited about the idea of owning a narrowboat to turning into sort of quite a, a, having a different view about the whole experience and then ultimately selling her and we've discussed it with our friends and um over obviously over the the over that time and lots of them just can't understand why we went from absolutely loving the idea to the opposite of that and they've asked us you know why and we we we've been a bit reticent about telling our story and now we're feeling sort of more comfortable about telling the story and so we're now going to share it with you because we think it's uh it might be of interest to people who perhaps are thinking of doing the same thing. You know, narrowboats have become very popular, mainly promoted by the sort of COVID pandemic. Um, uh, maybe you're thinking about having a narrow, having your first canal boat holiday. So I think all of the things that we say um, as we talk about this experience may uh, may 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 give you pause for thought. Might uh, I don't know, but uh, I, I think I hope you'll find it interesting. So we started off by researching the whole idea 
Well, why don't we start? Because I've talked for quite a bit of time now, but so let's hear from you, Chris, as to what your feelings were at the time. I don't know. Did you feel sort of press ganged into this, or or how were you feeling about it? I'm going back right to the beginning when we when I first floated the idea. Um, I didn't feel press ganged into it. I think. Um, um, you know the the little experience I'd had, sort of on on narrow boats, didn't um, overwhelm me with um, positivity. Uh, um, holidays were just the sort of okay, you know, not being particularly comfortable, etc. Um, had we been on any together? Had we been? Yeah, on yeah, any? we had. We did. We did with Sue and Paul. We went on one. Oh yeah, of we course. Did a that long was the um, yeah. That was the bar. What's that canal called? The one. It will come to me. It's the Avon and something, I think. Kennet and Avon. Well done. Yeah. Kennet and Avon. Avon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because of, you know, our way suddenly life had changed because of COVID, I think we didn't know if and when we would ever be able to travel. We'd extensively traveled during our uh, years together. And I think. Um, we just sort of thought, well, at least we've had some good times away and maybe we won't be able to do that again. And maybe it's time to sort of have something, you know, to, to just to tiddle around in, in the UK. I don't think we sort of appealed to us to have a, um, um, uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, a camper van. Um, no. But because of, because of your love of sort of narrow boats. So... Yeah, and, and, and part and, of the excitement yeah. was looking at them, having seen what there is around. And then yeah, you, just, when you just, start I was looking... just going to say, could I just interject just for one second? Because, of course, we had had all that time of owning a second home in Florida. And so, you know, we, and we had thought about replacing that possibly with a house in Spain. So we had, you know, we'd had the experience of having that other aspect of our lives, of having another home. And I thought, I think what we thought about was here was now, as you rightly say, there was COVID. So we couldn't. At that time, we couldn't we couldn't even conceive of when we could even fly abroad again. No, well, so, no, exactly. You know, so we were thinking of we that also factored into our thinking, and this would this would at least be another sort of home. In fact, when we were searching for a house, we thought we might end up with a narrowboat uh, before we got a house, and we thought, well, that would be a base for us to sort of we could keep that in the area where we are going to buy a house, and we could you know spend the odd night on that and actually look for homes do you remember yes that? i yes and I, but i think in the thought process i don't think we ever really considered um how much time it takes to get anywhere on a narrow boat you really can't do a lot of traveling because of the speed at four miles an hour um uh you know the the sort of luxury or maybe the not the luxury of a narrow boat in terms of comfort um although we'll get on to that, our boat was lovely. Um, I, I think until you experience, sometimes you have to experience what we experienced to understand why it didn't work for us. It, it might have worked for lots of people and it does work for lots of people. It just, I don't think, I think at our later years in life that we have become so used to so much more comfort, I don't think we kind of ever foresaw 
Well, I think we'll come to that when we yeah, as we, we, will. As we, we, as will. we talk so, through this. But so I, not bamboozled, but, but yeah. So um, you didn't feel pressed. Wasn't gang. my I need I have to buy a narrowboat now. Yeah, I just wanted to satisfy myself that I hadn't sort of you know strong armed you into getting one because <laughs> I think I think we were both equally excited at the beginning. Um, yes. Well, maybe me slightly more than you, but but uh, I I have of course you know. I'd always loved the canals, as I've said. I, I think the I think the UK canal system is fantastic. I still love it. Uh, we we do walks, uh, canal walks, and I love it. I, I well, I think I it's guess. much better to walk along the canal and see them all going by. To be honest, so why don't we um, talk about the the buying of the? Well, I'm going to, but I but I, I just wanted to take us back to 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 where we were at the beginning because we I was super excited. If you remember, we started out by watching lots and lots of great canal journeys with Timothy West. Yes, what's his wife? You know, who's sadly Prunella Scales got dementia now. Um, yeah, Prunella Scales, we, those fantastic, uh, you know, shows that we used to watch all the time about their adventures because they brought their kids up too on on, on narrowboats. And, and then I got into the YouTube video fraternity and watching, I remember watching uh, shows like Journey with Jono. I don't know if you remember him. He seems to, yes, I do, he yeah. seems to have completely disappeared now, but he used to make some great uh, videos and there was Country House Gent and those, and those two guys on Foxes Afloat and Cruising Alba. I loved all of them. Uh, there are many more apart from that, but I loved all of them. And I got really into them and I, you know, the more I watched them, the more I couldn't wait to get a boat and then we first of all we had discussed getting a new one and we went into that and we spoke to a company about building one well that's because you wanted an electric one which is yeah that was know. i was gonna we i i thought the whole i you know the, the one of the downsides of owning a canal boat is that you know they usually have a diesel engine and it normally is running the entire day if you're cruising yeah. Of course it powers the um you know the leisure batteries on board that obviously run all the services on the boat. So if you're not hooked up to shore power and you're out cruising, you know, you're going to need to run the engine just to keep those services going. And I thought the idea of if, what about an electric one, you know, because we have electric cars we have had for many years now. And uh, that would have been nice research that and I mean the cost of them was absolutely prohibitive. Um, I think I spoke to the top guy in the country about electric um, narrowboats, and you know, and, and he was great. But you know, the, the the problem is that they're not sufficiently well known on the canal system for you to get any problems fixed. You know, I just could see that was going to be a nightmare. So we looked at hybrid and found a used hybrid boat you may remember but that uh, too it, when i researched that it's going to be it was going to be very difficult and costly to maintain it so we we decided that that was um, not a good idea and in dealing with the the company that we were thinking of getting the boat built through is amazingly a lot of them are built in Poland, places like poland now uh it was it was just looking like it was again going to be very expensive and a very very long-winded uh perhaps stressful process so we then started looking at buying off the peg as it were narrow boats ones well, that was that was for decision number one which was good so let, let's let's call that first decision once we've done all that research the electric the hybrid the the uh the, the just the new boat um i think our decision to buy one off the peg was probably our first 
good decision, if you like, in the process. Yes. yes. And uh, well, actually, you, I think you had, had you found that we'd all at the same time we were yes, thinking I of have, used, yes. and you found a, you found a boat called Thinker. Uh, obviously, it was, it was based quite at, old, yes, but, but quite yes, an old we boat, thought, yeah. yeah. And it was as a result of finding that boat that we we went uh, up north. Um, I, I'm not going to name the Nip Marina, but we went up north uh to see Finca and also a couple of boats that have been built speculative by that I mean you know a boat builder built them without having an order from uh, a customer and uh, was selling them uh, you know as on spec as it were and so we saw we went up to see Finca and we went up to see those two boats in in they were a lot cheaper then um you know i think they were around the hundred thousand pound mark uh, they were a lot or perhaps even a bit less than that they were a lot cheaper than having one built to order um i think at least 20 or 30 percent cheaper uh and so that sort of quite excited us at the time but well what would you say about those two boats chris well the, you know from the newness um uh, perspective it was lovely but the first thing that completely just i knew wasn't going to work for us was that, that it was the most ridiculous design was the was the was the door into the uh to the to the bedroom it was so narrow um that you had to go you have to turn sideways to get through it now i'm not saying we're particularly small people but we're not overly large either but it would have meant we could not have put on one pound of weight in any shape or form if you had a large dinner or an ice cream mm. you would not have got in through the side of the door and i just thought this is the most ridiculous thing how do you go to the loo in the night or you know to have to turn sideways or if you're you know in a hurry or you're not very well i mean it was i've never seen such a design so strange in my whole life so yeah, so they no, were. It did nothing you're right. to me. It did nothing and, for me um, at all. At that time, we were very set. We're not going to go in in this um, discussion about toilets because that's a whole thing in its own. But uh, we had decided that we wanted to have a pump out toilet, um, and I, I think neither of these boats had that. But they were. But the uh, uh, the builder of the boat, you know, for the, for a buyer who wanted to proceed, was willing to actually put in a pump out toilet in place of the cassette toilets. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, I think he, yes, he so was. He, but you know, we he dismissed was very those accommodating, very quickly. Very accommodating, but but they just you're right. They just were not right. I mean, they no. they didn't float our boat. May I put it that way? No. Yeah, it's um, not worth even a further discussion on them. They weren't right, and the, and, and the um, Finca that we went to see was too old as well. So, so, that so was Finca wasn't very right, quickly. You know, but uh, just as about as we were, you know, we we were rather disappointed and about to leave, and it had been a very long journey up there from London, where we were still living. Uh, yes, the north, the was... the company that we were dealing with, they the guy said, "Well, would you be interested in looking, um, uh, you know, at another used boat? It's not on the market yet." Um, and we said, "Well, we're here. We've come all this way. Let's take a look." So we went. And yeah, they were just look. taking pictures and drawing up the sales particulars, weren't they? And we looked at it right. and loved her absolutely. Loved well, she her. had everything, didn't she? And more. I mean, she we we for, first of all done. We, we wanted we wanted a cruise astern. If you're not familiar with narrowboats, a cruise astern is is well. You can have a cruise astern, which is what you have on most canal, if not well, yeah, most holiday canal boats, because they have that big area at the back where you steer from, 
but it's big enough to accommodate probably the whole family out there and that's where you're you know when you're cruising along that's where you're going to be you want to be outside and really the only place to be outside on a narrow boat with any comfort is that area so yes the, and they the have cruiser, the nice seating either side yes it, of the of the yes. of the the cruiser stern is the way to go. Sure. The other, the other one, the more traditional, is called well, the traditional stern, the trad stern, is where you more, you more sort of perch one person really, just able to perch on the back, possibly two, uh, and that it's traditional because in the days that they used to have the whole family living on the narrow boat, they would live in a very small area of the boat at the back because most of the boat was obviously devoted to cargo, which is their whole the way they earn their living. And so you wanted to have, the, you know, the area where the helmsman was the absolute minimum in real estate, as it were. So, uh, but not ideal, obviously, uh, for, you know, leisure use. So we had decided we wanted a cruiser stern. The other thing we had decided was reverse. Uh, that we wanted the reverse layout, which means that the kitchen is at the back right uh where the uh entry to the cabin is so that well really the helmsman can have be passed copious cups of tea and coffee correct uh, by yes. their galley sleigh <laughs> yeah no and it is it's good it, it's it nice. works no, very well nice. like it's that nice. to go nice. down and make sandwiches and tea and yeah so it and makes it a social it sort of adds to the social area of the it does stern. Yes. and then yeah. sort of beyond this you've got the galley kitchen then you've got the eating area uh, then in the boat that we found, um, there was also a lovely sitting area, really, wasn't there? We had it had two sort of like executive uh, chairs there facing us. Well, yes. Well, a lot of them have built in sort of sofas, to, you know, for, for space. But these were freestanding. So it was a, you know, you could put your own furniture, but it came with beautiful furniture, which meant it was much comfier just to sit in these big lounger chairs. And the boat um, sort of exuded love, didn't it? Because the, it I think did. it was owned was by beautiful. a retired couple. Boat was called Tickety Boo, uh, owned by this, uh, as I say, I think retired couple. I think there'd been ill health um, there, and they were, you know, they're no, no longer able to use her, which was a shame. But they obviously cared a great deal about this boat. That you know, it was, it was beautifully maintained. You know, we were yes, looking, it at, was. we were looking at a new boat. And this is going to come into our story a bit later, but we, we were looking for a new boat, and here was one that was practically as good as new. I mean, there were scratches on the outside and on the hull and so on, but which you get with any narrow boat, and even if you buy a new one, it's not going to take long for the, the for the hull to get scratched up. But in terms of the living area of the boat, the cruiser stern, all of that stuff, it was just lovely, um, and it had everything that we wanted. It had two open ports as well. Do you remember that, Chris? You know, those hatches yes. at the side, which we wanted. You know, if we'd had one built, we probably would have had only one of those. But there was one right by the table where you eat, which is a great It's a benefit. beautiful table, beautifully, beautiful, yeah. beautiful piece of oak table in, engraved. Beautiful. And it was, just, yeah, it was, yes, it was very the, inset with a different wood. It was lovely. And then there was another open port um, hatch on the other side. So we could have a lot of air, you know, in the summer circling around an, an openness, which is so you can enjoy nature, which is what it's, you know, what it's all about, really. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the seating area, it had, a, it had a stove, which looked like a log burning stove, which was actually diesel, which is really better because you don't have to mess around with all those logs. 
It had. I don't think it had um, ever been used. The stove. It was brand. It was almost looked like it was brand new. It was beautiful. Yeah, I don't think it had ever. And we never used it either. So. And then there was the the bar the bathroom shower area, which is sort of through one that that uh, in the middle, which was great. It, it did have a cassette toilet, which wasn't our ideal, but we decided ultimately that we were willing to live with that. Full nice size shower. shower. You nice, didn't have yeah, to, you know, nice big shower. Yeah. Good pressure. And then uh, through there, there was the actual master bedroom. And again, you know, do you remember that it had a sort of insignia written on it about loving the family or loving loving your family? Yes. But it was just a lovely... Love is where the family uh, is. And they had all these nice knickknacks about, you know, hairs and rabbits and I don't know. It was just yeah. candles. Fitted and just... wardrobes and lovely. Lots of storage. Yeah. Lots of great storage. She was... We we just fell in love with her straight away. We fell away, in love with we? her, yeah. And in fact, I think that that day we 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 agreed a, a set. We agreed the purchase. We did, yes. We put a deposit down on her because we yeah, hadn't we... realised the. That's another. I guess you're going to say that another time. But that the you know the buying process um, is uh, is complicated, um, and in fact, it's probably uh, more complicated than buying a house. Quite frankly, because we did end up. We haven't found our house then. I'm just throwing this in. I'm not going to go on to it. But yeah. we, we had found, hadn't found a home. We found her first, but we ended up buying the home before we bought Tickety-Boo because of the process being so slow. Um, yeah, I mean, interesting. Uh, we hadn't had experience. We'd bought um, a, cu a, a couple of boats before because we bought a couple of boats in Florida. They were new boats, totally different than a narrow boat, completely different concept. Um, but we never bought a used narrowboat, um, no. and it's quite an involved process, as you say. First of all, there's there is no sort of register of who owns a narrowboat, so you can't actually check really whether the person who's selling it to you actually owns it. Uh, you sort of have to you have to rely on kind of circumstantial evidence and the documents that you are given, but it, that isn't entirely satisfactory really. But, you know, obviously everyone has to accept that that's just the way it is when it comes to narrowboats. Um, you don't, you know, the boat can look very nice, but you know, what if there's a problem with the engine? I mean, the, the, if there's a problem with the engine, that could be so costly. Yeah. Uh, well, also the seller is is working for the the uh, the, the 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 agent who we you know the the marina where we bought it from the the dealership. I don't know what you call them. Broker is working. I think, I think you call the broker, broker is is yeah. is working for the working for the seller. So they're not very helpful in telling you anything about anything. They're basically saying that you what you see is what you get. If you want to find out anything more about it in terms of the, the, you know the condition like you said the engine you've you know you've got to get a survey done and you've got to get on with that there was and every time you asked a question you were regarded as being troublesome or awkward because we didn't know about this process before when we wanted to get it right right yeah i mean uh, it, it, it they were they were fine when we were negotiating the actual purchase itself um you know we we very quickly came to a figure but obviously it's subject to a marine survey yes um i think one of the things that would su did surprise me is how little they knew about the actual boat and how unbothered they were about finding out answers to questions do you think maybe um, they did know and they just couldn't be bothered 
No, I maybe don't they think didn't so. Know. I, they I, I think, I mean, my my without being sort of terribly unkind, I, I would I would say that it was it's a lazy. <laughs> from what I can see, they're rather lazy and don't want to go out of their way very much. Uh, but I mean, if you remember, it had quite well, not quite very unusual li a lighting system. They were LED lights, oh, which yeah. is great. They, they, yeah. they were they, actually. It turned out they were great lights, but they were quite. Nobody seemed to be able to work work out how they were switched on and off. Do you remember that? And uh, we, you know, we kept asking asking about it, and they just they couldn't really easily figure it out i think in the end they did because i kept pursuing it find out um but uh you know that that side sort of was a bit, little bit yeah off, but again off, you see you know. were we were made to feel that we were trouble we were trouble we were annoying and i think that again i i think that comes down to the you said the laziness and i think yeah. they just wanted to this is the boat you, you, this is how much it is you either buy it or you don't it's up to you and that was the attitude they didn't really yes. want to go out of their way they just wanted you to buy it and be done with it and not ask questions to them they were silly questions to us they were very important questions yeah so so um at that stage, uh, you know, we hadn't encountered anything that was a really a serious, serious problem. It was just that we were beginning to get a feel, I think, that um, they weren't going to go out of their way to answer our, no, our questions. I think much. that's fair to say. But we, you know, we agreed a price and we paid the deposit that was subject to a survey, also subject to what's called a sea trial. Obviously, narrowboats really don't go on the sea, but that's... Um, you know, we took that to be like a test drive of a car, right? So you, you yeah. get, to, so that's what it that's what it sounded like, and that's how I interpreted the contract. And uh, you know, I am somebody who spent my life uh, dealing with contracts, so uh, you know, I expect people to live up to the terms of the contract, and I expect what it says in the contract in terms of process to be followed by both sides. Uh, so we we will we will uh, get into that, but but that particular day, we were very excited. We'd found the boat that seemed to completely fit our needs. It was a lot less expensive than having one built or even buying one of those off the peg ones that we talked about earlier on in the show. Um, so you know we. We, we we were very happy that day you know i, I don't think there's we, there's no, no doubt about that we were very very happy with and uh, we'd agreed a deal and uh, we we said to them you know well any thoughts on a marina because we by that time we had decided that we weren't going to keep her at the end of our house we'd dis, we'd, we'd uh, discounted that house in rowington we were now going to buy a house well in fact yes we we were now going to buy a house that uh, that was not on a canal um and they actually recommended uh a marina i'm not going to name the marina uh but it was very it's it seemed on the face of it to be a you know something that we should definitely look at um and it uh it was on our way home uh and uh, they arranged for us to uh to meet the owner at the marina and we did that on the way home and we met a lovely guy who owned the, the owned the marina, quite a new marina. What was good from our point of view 
I mean, it was it was new and therefore it hadn't had its all its facilities installed. But we, you know, we we were able to choose a location because I think because it was so new. And what was really good from our point of view is that, you know, I talked, I think, perhaps in the earlier episode about how it wasn't a great idea to have a canal, uh, have a have a house on the canal, because then you're really only restricted in terms of cruising to the bits around that bits of canal around that one canal what the house is located on unless you're very lucky as to the house's location here we were able to choose a marina that had access i think i'm right in saying to three different canals Got yes it was access, yes yeah which were you know coventry was, oxford and something else sure and and, and and so that yeah. was so we you know that day we chose a boat and we chose a home for the boat. Yes. Well, that was um, a good day, wasn't it? Yeah, that was very, a very good day. Good and as day. I say, and we're going to talk more in the next in the next episode, which will be part two of this. We're going to talk a little bit more about the buying process, um, and you know what happened with the survey and the further negotiations, and then we're going to talk about picking her up um, and the experiences that we we went through then so i think um do you have anything to add to what i've said so far no i think i think that's a good i think that's a good point to to close there because that's the you know yeah. the, the start of the um yes our story of tickety boo and uh yeah we can deal with the rest of it later but so I, we, I would we'll, say day, I would say that first day we felt very happy. Very happy. We found exactly. a boat we loved. We found yeah. a marina we loved. Um, we hadn't yet found our home, but um, it, it was a. We, we came home very positive and very excited. I know that, and that was a good feeling. Absolutely agree. So that said, dear listener, um, I hope. Uh, you enjoyed that first part of our narrowboat experience. We're looking forward to telling you more on our in, in our next episode, which uh, will follow very soon. But thank you for uh, listening and supporting our podcast. And we will see you in the next one. So for now, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Bye, everyone. See you Bye. next time. Bye.